Ripping the ones and twos with the hottest new joints. What a cool DJ, 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 DJ. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Listen, for some strange reason, you guys keep coming back to hear me flap off at the mouth and run my mouth and this, that, and the third. And for some reason, you keep, you, I don't get it. You keep coming, not that I want you to run away. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you. Because clearly something that I'm saying and doing is drawing you back here to the show. But here's what I need you to do for me. Okay? Leave a comment. Leave a review. Because it helps me move up in the ratings a little bit on iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And um, give a little bit more exposure to the show. Let people know about it, man. If you're enjoying it, let people know. What you're listening to, all right? I appreciate that. And just in case you don't know just who I am, my name is DJ P-Dog, and this is the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast, and this is the In the Mix roundtable where I bring on a guest and we discuss a topic, and this one will not disappoint you guys, I promise you, all right? But before we get into all of that, I want to let you guys know that this show is being brought to you by DJPDog.com, and here's one of the great things that you could do on my website, djpdog.com. One, you can find all my social media links, all right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And you can go there directly, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You just look up djpdog. You can find me there. Listen, please follow me and um, keep up with everything that's going on. A lot of things that you can do on my website, including check out all the podcast episodes that I have. And you can also book me um, for shows. You know, they're on my website. I would love to come out to your event. I would love for you to create an event around me. Okay? We can make that happen too. You want to do a glow party, a dance party, blah, blah, blah. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. 2017 is crazy. I got a great tour that I'm planning in the fall. Great cities that I'm coming to. And um, I'll be revealing that very, very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. All right? And um, you can find out where I'm going to be already, the dates that I am booked for. If you're in the Raleigh-Durham area... Here's some great things that you could do with me this Easter weekend, all right? One, I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Boys Club this Saturday, DJing for Epic Easter with my friends over at Vision Church. If you need a church to join on Sunday for Easter and you're in the Raleigh-Durham area, come and join me at my church here in Durham, North Carolina at Grace Park Church, 112 Broadway Street here in Durham. I would love to have you guys come out and hang out with me. Service starts at 1030, and then right after, we're going right up the street from the church to Durham Central Park for Durham Easter. I'll be out there DJing. That starts at 1230 on Easter Sunday. Come and hang out with us. It's going to be a great weekend, all right? A lot of things that I want to talk about here on today's show before we get to our guests. Um, One of the things that I want to say is I want to say that our thoughts and our prayers are going out to the Murphy family. As just um, yesterday, April 12th, um, we lost Charlie Murphy, the brother of Eddie Murphy. You know, I don't want to keep I don't want to say that because I feel like that's a little disrespectful in a way. Yes, he is the brother of Eddie Murphy. But Charlie Murphy had a great career of his own, man. Like he was on the get down comedy tour with guys like D.L. Hughley um, and George Lopez. And they've been out there killing it, man. And I don't know if you guys are into that kind of comedy. It's, it's, I, I, I know Charlie Murphy famously for his bits and skits on The Chappelle Show. Cracked me up especially when he's talking about rick james and prince classic classic comedy bits there folks i don't know where what kind of comedy you like all right but the guy was a comedic genius he was a great guy 
very serious kind of character, very funny. And um, he passed away on yesterday. So our thoughts go out to um, his family, specifically his kids, who, um, you know, Charlie Murphy passed away due to complications from leukemia. Um, and, and they um, he lost his wife to um, to cancer not too long ago. So really want to, to have our thoughts and prayers for his kids during this time. All right. Hey, listen, man, a lot of great things that are happening. Like I said, if you're in the Durham area, I'll be doing a lot of things in the Raleigh-Durham area. But on next week, April 20th and 21st, my man Show Baraka is going to be in town. April 20th, we're going to be unpacking the song he has entitled My Hood USA. And we're going to talk about race and the city and open dialogue about what's going on here in the city of Durham. Uh, one of the cities that Show Baraka talked about in that song, My Hood USA. So we're going to come here. We're going to unpack that. That's a free event, and that's going to be at ReCity, 112 Broadway Street in Durham. And then Friday night, a night with Show Baraka, the very concert that he's been putting on all over the United States. He's coming to Durham with that concert that Friday night, April 21st. Tickets are on sale. Um, you can get them at HumbleBeastRecords.com. Or, or, yeah, check it out there and go get your tickets because they're going fast. VIP tickets are available and um, the event on that Thursday is actually free. It is a ticketed event, and um, so um, so we don't run out of space. So you can go to, um, I should have had this up already. I'm going to tell you guys exactly where to go to to go get your free tickets, if there's any um, available. Let's see. That's right. This is live, folks. I don't, you know, I'm not going to give you any. Any any edits here? We're going to do this live. This is how we do. All right. I can't pull up this website. I'm going to try to get... I'll, I'll get you guys the website at the back end of this um, conversation. All right? So that's what we got, man. My man, Show Baraka, coming up um, here in Durham, North Carolina next week. And so I'm excited about that. Um, ReCityNetwork.org. That's the website. ReCityNetwork.org. Go get your free tickets there for, I mean, as long as they're there, please go get them. Uh, they're going fast, all right? Before I get into my conversation, I did want to bring up one thing, man. And you know what? I, I'm going to bring it up at the end of the show. I got my man, Crazy One, that's about to come on. He's my guest, and we're going to talk about this whole um, hip-hop awards at the Stellars situation. Um, many of you guys kind of heard me touch on it just a little bit. I think it's a crazy um, idea. Uh, no pun intended for crazy one who's about to come on and talk about it. I don't think that it's a good idea. I think it's the worst thing ever. And I give my reasons why in this interview, this talk, this conversation that him and I have. And, you know, my opinion is my opinion. All right. And I'm entitled to it. And he's entitled to his. And I allow him to speak his piece as I speak mine. And that's what you're going to hear right now, right here on the In The Mix Roundtable. This is actually a two-part conversation. All right. Because it got really, really deep. A lot of great things are being talked about here so kind of push past me being you know trying to trying to get him to turn up a little bit kind of push past that and here's some of the things that we talk about coming up on the other side of this interview though okay i want to talk to you guys about the one website and how these these idiots tried to troll me on social media i'm gonna talk about that on the other side right now here's the part here's part one of my interview with crazy one Talking about the Stellar Hip Hop Awards, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I'm I'm starting a little bit of a trend here on my show by bringing guest DJs on. Now the crazy thing is 
that none of these guest DJs have done mixes on the show. Because I think that there's a little bit more yeah. to a DJ than just hopping on some turntables and doing some mixes. No. Not saying that none of these guys can do that. Because I think that the guy that I'm about to bring on the show right now can very well do um, a crazy DJ mix. Okay? And it's crazy that I haven't had this guy on the show maybe ever. I know I've been on his crazy show. And now I get to crazily have him on my show. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Crazy One. Crazy One, how you doing, sir? What's going on, P-Dog? How's, how's it going with you, man? Not too crazy over here. How about over where you are? See, see what I'm doing there? Yeah, I, 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 heard, all, I heard all the craziest man. The, I love it. It's the power of repetition. I feel like you, you say it more than once. You know, those seven touches, then they'll, then they'll get it. So I'm sure... That they'll hear a lot of crazy things that we're going to talk about in this conversation, but uh, yeah, <laughs> what's what's going on with you, man? First of all, let's 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 do this. Who mm-hmm. is who is crazy one? Because a lot of people who listen to DJ P Dog in the mix are like, who in the world is this guy named Crazy One? Who who are you? Tell us who you oh. are. Okay, I am the uh, founder. Um, co-owner of C1 Radio, C1 TV, C1 Management. Uh, the C1, of course, stands for Crazy One. Uh, we are a uh, Christian hip hop uh, media company. Uh, or, well, let me let me rephrase that. We are an urban Christian media company because um, we do more than just hip hop. Um, but it is our goal uh, to get people who are not familiar with urban Christian music, urban Christian culture, um, all that good stuff. Uh, it's, our job, it's our mission to, to get it out there for people who don't know about us so that they're more susceptible to about us. You know, we got, uh, on C1 Radio, we got great shows like In the Mix with DJ P-Dog. Uh, we got Track Stars and um, a whole bunch of other shows, um, not to mention C1 Radio show itself. Um, which hey, you is got to see what's happening here. <laughs> I told I, I told this guy to tell us who he is. That he's giving us the plugs. He's you. He's he's trying to get the cheap plugs in early. You see what's happening here? Okay, my bad, my bad, see, my bad, my bad. Listen, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to all of that. We're gonna get to okay. all of that. We're gonna get to all of that. I'm all trying right. to find out who is this guy, Andre Griffith. Okay, first of all, where, where did the name Crazy One come from? Okay, so Crazy One is a two part thing. Um, one. I used to get made fun of in high school a lot because I used to DJ. I started DJing in high school. And um, what they started calling me was, if you remember, there was a group called uh, Das Effects. Okay. And uh, one of the names of the members of Das Effects was Crazy Drazy. So they always used to make fun of me and calling me Crazy Drazy. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to call myself DJ Crazy Dre. And then um, later on down the line, you know, once I got once I got saved, I read this scripture, Second um, Peter two and nine, and it says that you know we're a chosen generation and we're a peculiar people. So I took that peculiar people person. I'm like, wait a minute, peculiar? That's another word for crazy or unusual. And then there was a quote by Steve Jobs that was like forever in my um, is forever in my in my heart. And it says, and you know, just bear with me for a second. Here's to the crazy one, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently and they're not fond of the rules. They have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. 
about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. I got to ask you, bro. Did you did you know that I was going to ask you this question? Or, no. uh, do, do you have that written down in the script somewhere or did you memorize that quote? It's actually the signature on my email. <laughs> oh my god. I can't Wow. That that's an email in and of itself, bro. Like Yeah. A quote on an email would be like two, three words. That's a paragraph, bro. Yeah. You got people reading books over there. What? This is this is what I see. And this is the thing, bro. And my I got my notes here in front of me because mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about a lot of things. I gotta be honest with you, bro. With a name like Crazy One, I'm looking to hear something out there. Like I'm looking to hear you did something astronomically imbecilic, and it just stuck. Yeah, that was that was pretty much me. I was the dude that did stuff that people thought or said stuff that people thought and they didn't want to say it. That was me. <laughs> so, and, and I hope that that's still you because I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot of things on this show as we dive into this conversation. Some things yeah. that, that people may not want to say. And quite frankly, between the two of us, I'm sure we're going to say some things that people don't want to hear. Um, but let me ask you this question, bro. Mm-hmm. How how long have you been in the radio business? How long have you been doing this urban music thing on radio? Um, I am working on year number 10 right now. Okay, so you got a little bit of skin in the game. Yes. Okay, so you, you we would consider you a, a, a an, an expert in your field, if you would. Pretty much, yeah. I got, some, I got a little couple of minutes of experience. Now, let me ask you this, bro. Would you consider, because uh, you, 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 you gave us the whole rundown. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had to cut you off a little bit with the whole rundown of what the crazy <laughs> one brand is. And we're going to we're going to let you do all your plugs. We're going to get all okay. that in there. But I got to ask you this question. And I'm asking you these baseline questions because it's going to go right into our main topic of discussion here. Mm-hmm. Would you consider your brand to be um, more so on the hip hop side, more so on the gospel side or a little bit of both? Oh, we're definitely hip hop. That's that's our primary function. Okay, okay, that's good to know. Um, so you would say you would put your your brand puts way more emphasis um, on the hip hop side of things, right? That's exactly correct. Okay. the The reason that I'm asking you that question, and I honestly wasn't ready for you to um, <laughs> to answer in that matter, only because <laughs> when I went to your website. Um, give us your website real quick. So mm-hmm. Go ahead and give you give us. That oh, plug. the website is uh, c1radioshow.com. C1radioshow.com. Mm-hmm. And that's one, like the number one, right? Just so that yes. my listeners can right. uh, see the number one radioshow.com. Yeah. So I was on your website earlier today, and I was looking, and I said, "Man, I I can definitely tell that they've got a, you know, uh, somewhat of a balance of you know a little bit of both of the." The, the hip-hop side of things and, and even the gospel side of things. But I got to be honest with you, bro. I couldn't really tell that it was more of a hip-hop situation um, just by looking at the front page. I mean, I see my picture. I see my beautiful face. On there. <laughs> you know, that definitely screams hip-hop. Um, 
But I feel like, you know, and, and not that this is a bad thing, but I feel like you guys cover a lot of the overall what's happening in the gospel world in general. Like I see a story about um, some guy winning some award on TBN. I didn't read what that was. I don't know if that's hip-hop or what. Yeah, Spencer uh, Kane, he's definitely hip-hop. Okay. I see you got the C.C. Winans thing on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, C.K. Drama, he's doing his thing um, mm-hmm. with his label. Okay, so I see, you know, you got a pretty decent, good little balance. Now, we're, we want to talk about the Stellar Awards. And first of all, because I've talked about the Stellar Awards on my show right. many times. And, and I've been very vocal um, on where I stand with the Stellar Awards. And I, and I think, um, well, if you don't know, you'll, you'll definitely know by the time we're done talking here. But for, <laughs> I want you to tell us, tell my listeners, what, what are the Stellar Awards? And, and don't just tell us what they are. Tell us why there are. Tell us why these awards are significant. Okay. Well, the Stellar Awards are basically the Grammys of gospel music. Um, if you look at from an industry standpoint, this is the highest honor that you can really get. Uh, well, I'm, no. Let me let me rephrase that. This is the second biggest honor that you can get as a gospel artist. The top honor, of course, is a Grammy. Um, but as far as so wait, I got it. Uh, let me interject real quick. Where would you put the doves? Um, I will put the I will put the doves on the same level, maybe one under the Stellars. Really? Because the yeah, because and the reason why I say that is because the doves focus more on CCM than they do on gospel. Well, they and would they would at, argue and say that they're the biggest thing in Christian music. Well, they're the, they are the biggest thing in Christian music. And you and <laughs> that, that, but would you consider gospel music to be a part of the Christian music scene? Well, there's a there's a title divide in that, and the title divide is when you say Christian music, you're thinking of uh, the white style pop style CCM Christian contemporary music as they call it. When you say gospel, you're thinking black. The subject matter may be all the same, but when you say Christian versus gospel, you're really talking white versus black. So let me ask you this. Do you, because, you know, the, the Devil Wars does have um, many categories, gospel included. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say, for instance, and, and we'll get back to the stellarship, but I just, just so I can get some clarity on this. If an artist, if a gospel artist won Stellar Award Gospel Artist of the Year and won Devil Wars Gospel Artist of the, or Artist of the Year, for that matter, mm-hmm. which one do you think they would look at in, in higher regard? I believe that they would look at them both in in the same regard on the same plane. Um, If you, I would take Tasha Cobbs for an example. Um, 2015, I called her a triple crown winner because she won a dove, a a dove, a stellar, and a Grammy all in the same year. And you can't get no higher than that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like the, the 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 doves and the stellars. I will I will put them on the same plane. But in, as far as gospel is concerned, and I'm talking gospel music, not Christian contemporary music. Okay, the stellar is the highest honor that you can get. Now, just so we can make something clear here, when you say, um, and and you know, big ups to to Tasha Cobbs for being that triple mm-hmm. crown winner. But when you say that there's no higher than that, you are talking specifically about the gospel artists 
correct? Right. Okay, so we're not talking about the music industry in general. No, not in not in general. Okay. Um, for gospel artists. Okay, got you. So back to the Stellar Awards. Why are these mm-hmm. ste- Why are these awards so significant? Well, it's significant because, like I said, it's the it's the highest honor for gospel artists. They have more categories for gospel artists than any other award show has. Um, the Grammys may have a you know uh, a gospel or uh, inspirational category. But they will lump CCM artists in with um, with gospel artists, and they put them all in that one pool. And they may have like a they may have like a single of the year, album of the year, and performance of the year. But gospel and CCM are all bunched into that same thing. See, uh, the Dove Awards they will have contemporary uh, awards, and they will have gospel awards. And but the awards that they would have for gospel wouldn't be as it's not as much as with the Stellars. Stellars goes deep into gospel, goes into um, traditional artists, contemporary artists, quartets, choirs, so on and so forth. They go a lot deeper into what gospel music really is. So therefore, therefore, that would be their top honor, because I guarantee you. Choirs and quartets won't get nominated for doves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yes, I, I think I think that's a great point on why those awards are relevant. Now here's here's where we dive into the meat of this conversation because they are significant for the Tasha Cobbs. They are significant for uh, the quartets and the choirs as hip hoppers you, myself included, why do we feel like the Stellar Awards are so significant for the hip-hopper, being that the Stellars are primarily rooted and grounded in traditional gospel music? Well, for a time, and I'm, and I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that label, I'm going to put that little uh, time bracket in there, for a time, okay. Christian hip-hop was considered gospel music. Really? Um, yes, Billboard Billboard classified it as gospel. Um, all the major charts and and, and uh, monitoring and tracking uh, organizations considered it as gospel music. Um, there was a time where uh, at least two or three of the top ten uh, gospel artists on the billboards were hip hop. He was. Uh, at, there was one point where Lecrae was number one. Hip hop for like over 16 weeks, which is like four months, and Flame was like right underneath him at number three. And that's when everybody started to take a look at Christian hip hop like, whoa, yeah, wait a minute, yeah. what is this? What is this thing doing? As, as they it, should, as they should, right? And it became a like, uh, you know, Christian hip hop kind of became a life of its own. And that's not to say, you know, for those of us who came up like you and I, who came up in the golden era of Christian hip hop. With your uh, gospel gangsters and cross movement, tunnel rats, and all them, all those guys, you know, they were literally the the trailblazers, the ground workers for us. Because when they came out, they weren't being recognized at all. They didn't have a hip hop category or anything like that. They just were there. Well, they 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 did have a hip hop category, and I wanna I wanna because you you made a very key statement just now. You said for a time. Mm-hmm. Hip Christian hip hop was considered gospel. What happened, in your opinion? Why is it no longer considered gospel? 
<laughs> they got afraid of us. <laughs> That's that, well, what okay, okay. And I, I, so what? What happened? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. What, I'll, uh, let me not. Let me not beat around because I got the. I've got an article pulled up right now that I'm looking at. Where right. the bill me, before you get before you get that <laughs> before you get that because I know where you go it I know where you go it. Well, I just oh. want listen, listen. I'm creating okay, a baseline because right. this we we're right now we're at the appetizer. We haven't hit the meat and potatoes yet, okay? Because okay. we're getting to the meat and potatoes, and I'm creating a baseline so that my listeners can understand why I feel the way I feel. And I think you and I mm-hmm. we've had this conversation off the mic, yeah. And right. we are on different ends of the spectrum and that's why i wanted to bring you onto the show because okay. i don't want to bring people onto my show who always agree with me i need some tension right. i need some drama okay <laughs> so i'm gonna need you to turn up here in a minute all right so all go right. ahead get you get t- tell us your point go ahead because you know where i'm going with this okay um so what i was gonna say was that uh what happened was they decided the powers that be and yep. I don't know who those powers that be are. Okay. But the powers that be decided that gospel music should be associated with a sound and not the content. Do Therefore, you... you have this great divide in which they kicked hip-hop out of the gospel chart. So, hip, so Christian hip-hop is no longer counted within the gospel tracking system. Okay, so let me ask you these two questions. I got two mm-hmm. questions for you. One. These powers that be, mm-hmm. do you believe? And 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 you know, I I've got no, I've got no basis on this, but it's it's a speculation mm-hmm. on both of our ends, unless you have some factual information here that you can share with us. But do you believe speculating that some of the same individuals who sit on the board of the Stellar Awards are some of those voting members, are some of those same people that fought to get? Christian hip-hop removed off the gospel charts? Uh, To a degree, I believe so. Um, And the reason why why I said it, because there's no documentation. Um, I know Billboard put out a statement about how they're reworking it, and and it was a very, very public and controversial statement. Well, yeah. Let me read read the statement. Because I need need the listeners to hear this. And and I'm not going to post my source. Because that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This this came from Billboard. All right. Mm-hmm. It says that most Christian rappers will no longer be able to appear on the gospel Billboard charts in 2014. The website announced after urging from the gospel industry for change. So I think you I think you made a good statement. Go, you know, rewinding back to one thing you said, they got scared. Yes, Lecrae was on their chart, the gospel chart, for uh, 15 weeks or so. And, and you think that was bad enough. He, he won their Grammy, okay, Gospel mm-hmm. Artist of the Year. He won their Grammy. A non-traditional gospel musician won their Grammy. And honestly, I think that's where a lot of the uproar really took place. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want you to put your thumb there. Because I'm going to come back to that in just a second. Specifically mm-hmm. talking about... So he won the Grammy for... Um, um, what was that album? Doggone it. Um, Gravity. Gravity. He won for Gravity. But that album that was 15 weeks on the gospel charts, that was Rehab. So that was the album before Gravity. Right. Okay? So I want you to put your thumb there because I'm going to come back to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this question. 
Mr. Crazy One. Mm-hmm. Does Christian hip-hop music fit the mold of the traditional gospel sound? Absolutely not. Okay. With that being said, Mr. Crazy One, mm-hmm. does Christian hip-hop... Oh, let me ask you like this. Should Christian hip-hop try to find its home in the gospel music industry? Should it try to find its home? I wouldn't say it was try to find its home, but I would say that it still needs to have a place within it. Really? Um, now yes. You got to unpack that. Let me know why. Okay. The reason being, and, and again, they're talking about sound. I'm talking about content. All right. Because the content of Christian hat, Christian rap, although it has gone away from its core message, but it's still Christian. And the, the, the gospel of Jesus is, is spoken in it for the most part, but the message is not going towards grandma and uncle Duke. It, it's just not, it's just not hitting for them, but it still is gospel in nature. It still is, it has the same scriptures that are being used in all the songs it still has the same message of hope, love, uh, redemption. Everything that is in that is in a gospel song is in a Christian hip hop song. The problem that people have with it is its delivery. That okay. being said, that being said, just because the delivery is different doesn't make it doesn't not make it what it is. So should it should it find its home in gospel music? Does R&B find a home in hip-hop? Does country find a home in, uh, in uh, or, or classical or orchestral music? No, it doesn't. But you can do, you can do certain, forms of, uh, uh, certain forms of music with the different message, and it will still have its same thing. Country music is known for you know, half of it being about whatever it wants to be, and the other half of it being a uh, Christian. So let me ask Here's you this: Let me, because you talk about country. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. What would stop the country artist from saying, "Hey, my music should be in the gospel world too"? Um. Well, here's the thing: country has a distinctive separation between its Christian and secular, unless the uh, the Christian artist does a song. That can, uh, how can I say this? Cross over? <laughs> no, so uh, uh, let me, let me, let me, because I'm not asking the okay. question correctly. Let me, let me, okay. Let's say the country singer, let me, let me clarify that. The Christian country singer, okay? Mm-hmm. Christian country music. It's, mm-hmm. it's, because the gospel in nature is not so much of a sound it's more so of a message right right okay so if the message in the country song is gospel what would stop that country singer say hey i should be placed in the gospel category too there's there's nothing that's stopping them except for they have their own awards called called the dove awards okay so because this is where now now the lines are starting to get a little blurry because gospel Mm -hmm. artists are in the dove awards too as mm-hmm. well as hip hop artists, as well as rock artists, as well as EDM mm-hmm. now. So, right. you know, so let's let's just say this: the 
the Dove Awards is the real Grammys of Christian music. Of Christian music, yes. And and we've established that gospel music is included in that as well, right? Correct. Okay. So, my question is, out of all genres of music, going back to hip-hop, mm-hmm. why gospel music? That's my question. And that's a question that I've never, that no one has ever been able to answer, ever. Why gospel music? Out of all the genres of music, first of all, yes, in content, it is because of the message, it is gospel-centered music, but mm-hmm. it's not a gospel sound from no. a genre standpoint. So my question is, out of all places, why have we, and, and when I say we, now I'm talking about guys like yourself and me included, mm-hmm. why have we ever, at any point in time, ever tried to get our music heard in a world that is filled more so with that tradition, with that quartet, with that choir, and that praise and worship, or whatever you may have it, that's, that's extremely different from hip-hop. Why have we tried to make a home in the gospel world? The answer to that is really easy and simple, because that's where it was born. Really? Really. You can say. Wait a minute. So that, you're, you're, are you, wait, are you saying hip hop was born in the gospel world or Christian no, hip-hop? No, 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 no. Christian hip hop okay. was born from the gospel churches. Okay. For anybody listening okay, to this. Okay, now you got to educate me, brother. Go ahead. Okay. For anybody listening to this, I'm quite sure that y'all know that every fifth Sunday is Youth Sunday. Oh, <laughs> okay. My God. You're opening it. <laughs> Are you about to open up a whole other can of worms? On yep. The show? Oh my yep. gosh! Go ahead. Bro. Yep. Go ahead. And that and that is probably the only Sunday. Some churches do Fourth Sunday, but that's probably the only Sunday where they would allow hip hop of any sort to come to be displayed within a black church sanctuary. But here's what here's the thing that I'm getting at: hip hop was created in the '70s. Okay, it was a, it was a culture. That evolved to what we know it is today. But what happened was people started to get saved within that culture. But they still needed to back, you know, back in the early, we're talking the 80s here. All right. People still, salvation was still associated with going to church. I don't care what race, creed, what denomination of Christianity that you practice or that you adhere to. It was still associated with going to church. So what happened was people decided that, listen, I got saved. I love Jesus now, but I really can't get with Andre Crouch and James Cleveland and, um, you know, all those kind of dudes. I came up from Sugar Hill Gang and LL Cool J and Cool Mo D and all those guys. So this is the only way that I know to express myself. But I'm saved, so I'm gonna express my I'm gonna express my message of Jesus the way I know how to express myself. That wasn't really you wasn't you didn't get a whole lot of rap crews and and b boy crews that was just innately. I've come from breakdancing now I'm just gonna start preaching Jesus. It didn't happen like that. It started within the church. Then once that message got once that message started to happen, 
people in the church looked at it like, oh, what are you doing? You can't do that here. <laughs> well, here, here's, you know, I hear everything you're saying, bro. And I think because my issues with Christian hip hop today and you talk about mm-hmm. this youth group thing, this is a fiat. I hate, I, I hate, bro. Let me tell you, I hate. <laughs> OK, and I use I don't use that word a lot. OK, I absolutely <laughs> hate that when people think about the Christian rapper, that they automatically think, oh, that'll be something good for my youth. Right. I'm, I'm a 35-year-old band, and I enjoy hip-hop music, okay? I'm, I'm not going to go to a hip-hop concert to see anybody, and I'm in there with a bunch of 12-year-olds. It's not happening. Right. All right? Right. So that, that, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out, get off, get that off of my chest. I agree. I okay? agree with you, one hundred percent. But here's the thing: there's a guy by the name of Mike Peace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's where I think some of our problems began. Because you're right. Some of these guys were great dudes, man. Guys like Mike Peace, who would be what we would consider the the godfather or father of Christian rap music. Okay. Right. Now, back in the day, Mike Peace um, was doing his thing in the church. He was evangelizing. I know a lot of rappers um, who came up behind Mike Peace and who who said, you know, this guy was like very evangelistical um, out there on the streets doing work. But he signed to a record label. And I think this is where things started going downhill, bro. And I think that we haven't bounced back from this yet. He signed mm-hmm. to a record contract and it was with um, the same... Um, record company at the time that um, Michael W. Smith was on. Okay? Right. Now this was, I mean, one, it was unheard of for, at, probably at that time for many rappers to even get a deal. Okay? Before a Christian guy to get, a, a Christian rapper to get a deal, like that was probably something major back then in those days. It was probably like, yo man, this is what's up. And I even remember back in the days when I came up, which was way after that stuff happened. If a guy got signed to any kind of contract, I thought that was a pretty big deal. Right. But here's the here's where I think things the water started to get murky and and we didn't really have a distinction. Here's what I believe, crazy one. And and this is where we may start to to disagree, and that's okay. Uh, but let, let's do this now. Let's let's agree to disagree on some things. Let's go ahead on and get that out of the way now. Okay. All can, right, cool. Can we do that? We could do that. Okay, we could do that. We're going to agree to disagree. Because I don't think that hip-hop, first of all, I don't even like calling it Christian hip-hop anymore. Okay? Because to me, here's one thing that I had to do, bro. I had to go back, because I grew up in the church. Okay? I didn't listen. I didn't grow up listening to rap music. I didn't grow up listening to hip-hop music. That stuff didn't come from me till much later. And it was heavily influenced by christian hip-hoppers now i did dive into a little bit of the secular stuff you know back in the day and whatnot but for the most part my hip-hop experience was solely out of christian rap music christian hip-hop music and i had to go back and and look up man especially as a being a dj i felt like i needed to go back and see what is this where did this come from because mm-hmm. it didn't Hip, this like okay, Christian rap may have came out of the church, okay. Christian hip hop may came, may have come out of the church, but before there was a Christian hip hop, there was a hip hop, 
Right. So I had to go back and do some research, and I found out I found some very fascinating things. Now, let me pause there, and let me let me let's start to bring this thing to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Because before I even dove into, and this is what really pushed me um, to go into research what hip hop was on my own, because in the church world, bro, okay. There was a guy, I'm not going to call his name, so I'm not putting him over on my show. But there was a guy who made a career out of going from church to church. Oh, yeah. Crushing the idea oh, yeah. um, of hip-hop and crushing the idea of Christian hip-hop, okay? Oh, with all the wrong information on top of that. Exactly. So I now have people coming to me saying, oh, yeah, hip-hop started with these two guys who were sitting on the bench and these spirits came and told them, oh, man, this doesn't even sound right. This, does, this doesn't even sound right. So I went and did my own research, and I found some things. And I ain't, granted, some of the things aren't that good. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. But right. the root cause of even why hip-hop even exists, bro, I rocks with that. I rock with the mm -hmm. idea of, of doing the black parts. I mean, you're up in Connecticut. They were doing a lot of, like, you're in that, that whole region where hip-hop right. was birthed, okay? Right. And so, understanding hip-hop, bro, now coming back into the church world, saying, Dag, I understand this a lot better. And to me, I feel like Christian hip-hop belongs in the hip-hop world versus the gospel world, okay? Now, here's where you and I bumped heads. Well, before I get to that, let me, let me get to why we even got into that conversation. Mm -hmm. So the church world is still is now being preached to by this guy and is saying, you know, there ain't no such thing as Christian hip-hop and this, that, and the third. But when we talk about the Stellar Wars, something happened, bro. Something, there was a significant point in time where something big happened. It was in 2005, okay? Mm -hmm. 2005, there was a guy who came out with a song called Jesus Walks, okay? <laughs> now, for some odd strange reason, now let me, let me say this. I've been doing radio since 2002, okay? And I've been getting the, the ballot to vote on the Stellar since 2002. Mm -hmm. And I, I gave up on it because some of the artists that they would have, and I'll go to the 2005 ballot because I'm looking at it right now. The 2005 um, artist that was in the hip-hop category, okay, Tone, Percy Beatty, <laughs> Natalie Wilson, and God's Little Soldiers, Okay. Those are the guys who made the final ballot, all right? Mm -hmm. But on the preliminary ballot, there was a guy by the name of Kanye West, okay, who came out with an album called The College Dropout. Mm -hmm. And on this album, there was a song called Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you what, what grinded my gears, bro, <laughs> okay? Because 2005 for Christian hip-hop was a great year, okay? You had guys like Todd Bangs. That had just mm -hmm. come out with projects. You had guys like Richie Righteous. You had guys mm -hmm. like Lecrae who was just coming up. Cross Movement had always been doing that thing. Um, I think that year the Truth's album debuted. Um, Moment of Truth. So that was a great year in Christian hip-hop. Mm -hmm. It literally blew my mind, bro. 
that Kanye West even made the ballot. Okay? It it blew my mind. Now, let's back up for one second. And I'm taking you I'm kind I'm I'm not going in my timeline chronologically here, and there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. 1999, bro. I don't know if you remember this or not. 1999, there was a group. I wasn't even saved then. Okay, 1999, <laughs> there was a group called the Gospel Gangsters that came out. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, I the only way I knew about the Gospel Gangsters is because they were playing on gospel music radio. Now, get this, though. The song that they played on gospel music radio, there wasn't one rap lyric in the song. <laughs> Not a one. All right. The Gospel Gangsters came out with a gospel sounding track and put it on their album. And that's how they got their recognition. All right. Now, again, I've been following the Stellar Awards for a long time, bro. All right. Since the 90s. And it I as a kid who was looking for more Christian rap, I saw the Stellars and they let the Gospel Gangsters get up on that stage and they killed it, in my opinion. And right. I said, holy crap, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been waiting for. And I would call on my gospel radio station, and every day I would request gospel gangsters. Every day, no lie. Okay? But they mm-hmm. only played the one song. They only played the right. one song. Fast forward six years later, they got Kanye West on the ballot. Now I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Okay? Now here we are. 2017, bro, and, and let's let's go ahead and, and bring everybody at the speed where we're at, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about the meat and potatoes of our conversation. You've got the gospel world, who in 2014 decided that they wanted to urge the Billboard charts to to get these gospel get these Christian rappers guys off of our charts. Okay, then you've got the rapper. The one rapper by the name of Lecrae, who mm-hmm. sits on top of their charts for 15 plus weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, remember I told you put your thumbprint, put your yep. thumb in that. Now we're going to uncover that. Because at the Stellar Awards, bro, I was there. Okay. I was there during the radio awards. I don't know if you were there or not. Yes, I was. Okay. So you remember when Lecrae was brought up on that stage and they gave him this award for being on the charts for. 15 plus weeks, right? Right. Yep. He performed. I was I was there DJing for him that day. Okay? Mm-hmm. What kind of ovation did he get from that crowd? Radio guys, by the way. What kind of ovation did he get? Did he get any yeah, booze? Did he get any no, booze? He, what what did he, he get? He got get? applause. He got applause. Okay. He got love. He got he got love. I walk out the door, bro. No lie. I walk out the door of that event. And the local radio guy, okay, by the name of Mr. Jerry Smith, okay. And by the way, congratulations to Mr. Jerry Smith and, and 103.9 The Light. That's my local gospel station. They were nominated for one of the radio awards at the Stellars this year, okay. Mm-hmm. I talked to Jerry Smith, and I say, Mr. Jerry Smith, I introduced myself to him. I say, I'm a local guy. You may not remember me. I was the guy calling in every day back in the 90s asking for gospel gangsters. He doesn't remember I say to him, I say, listen, man, not only did you guys just award this guy with a plaque, Lecrae, 15 plus weeks on top of the gospel charts, Mr. Jerry Smith, 
But Mr. Jerry Smith, you were in Raleigh, North Carolina, when the Unashamed Tour, headlined by Lecrae, was at the arena. 5,000-plus people were in the building. None of your gospel guys could do that, Mr. Jerry Smith. That's what I told this guy. What will it take for you guys to start playing more of the hip-hop on the radio, Mr. Jerry Smith? And do you know what Mr. Jerry Smith said to me, Mr. Crazy One? What did he say to you? He said to me, oh, man, you know, we tried that 10 years ago with the gospel gangsters, and it didn't work. I said, Mr. (laughs) Jerry Smith, that was freaking 10 years ago, Mr. (laughs) Jerry Smith. You've got a guy who is outselling your artists, who's sitting on top of your chart, killing it, and all you people are in here applauding him and giving him the round of applause. Come, come, t- tell, help me out, Mr. Crazy One. Help me understand why we are still trying to find a home in gospel music when this is what we get. They, they, they shout us out in our face, but then they go behind our back to the billboard charts and say, get these guys off of our charts. Why, why are we still trying to find a home with gospel, bro? Help me out. Help me out. Well, I don't think the ter- I don't I think trying to find a home is the wrong is the wrong choice of words. Um and it's because and the reason why I say that is because like I like I said at the beginning of this um interview, Christian hip hop taking on a life of its own. And because of that, I think that the majority of the hip hop populace has stopped trying to find a home. But that's not to say that everybody except for at the top is looking for that recognition. Well, let me, let me right. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Cause I, 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 I'm only asking this because I don't want to. I think this is a relevant question yeah. for what you're saying. You've got a management company, right? Yes. <clears throat> okay. You've got hip hoppers, Christian rappers on your, in, your, in your staple, right? Yeah. Yes. Where do you promote these guys? We promote them everywhere. Okay. We prom- go go ahead. Pro- tell, tell me where. Tell me where. We pro- we promote them. We send we send their music to secular stations. We send their music to gospel stations. We send their music to CCM stations. We send their music everywhere. Now tell tell me this because you told me off the mic that you you sent the guy to the Stellars and he shut it down. Tell tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of our artists' his name uh, goes by the name of Young Saint. Now, listen, you don't have to talk in your radio voice, bro. We, we're having a conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Young Saint um, is really a, he's a, a stellar rookie. Now, listen, um, you got you to gotta sell this guy to us, bro. Like, okay. this, is, this is your client you're talking about here. Okay? okay. I got to feel you want, I got to put, put him you over. You don't want me talking my radio voice, though. You put, don't want me hey, listen, right. put your guy over right now. Put okay. him over. Young Saint. Uh Young man, military from uh, from Fort Knox. So he's from actually from uh, North Carolina, uh, but he's uh, stationed in Fort Knox right now. And the dude is one of the illest Christian rappers, illest rappers out there. This guy can he can hit the soft spots, he can hit the hard spots, he can reach the church people, he can reach the street people, he can reach the ladies, he can reach the kids. This guy has phenomenal talent, has phenomenal energy. We sent him down to the Stellar Awards this year uh, because we wanted him to network and get a and get a feel of the culture. He did one event on a Thursday night, and some people within the gospel industry saw him. And when I mean 
people within the gospel. I'm talking about one of T.D. Jake's uh, worship leaders goes by the name of Candy West. Heard this young man, and she was just like, "Wow!" Like I, te- she texted me. It was like, "Yo, your boy is dope." The next day, he goes to an event that he wasn't even supposed to perform on. She calls him up and has him do his thing. This boy. This is Candy thing. West, right? This is Candy West. Okay. okay. All right. Um, her credentials, Candy West credentials go. She sings with uh, Kurt Franklin, Myron Butler, worship leader for T.D. Jakes. About as gospel as you can get. There it is. She, she brought him up on stage. He did his thing. It only took him about a minute. Did his thing. The place went bananas. Okay. And they were, um, and they were up there with like Sunday's best winners with like Grammy winners and all this other stuff. They, they kind of did a mic toss and they tossed the mic to him. He shut it down. From that point on, everywhere this kid went that weekend, everybody was like, yo, you was at this, you know, gospel media, uh, everybody, you know, they were, they were basically, I was, my text, my phone was blowing up because everybody wanted to work with this kid now. So what does that mean exactly? Because you said Candy West, so is she, is she going to bring him out to the Potter's House youth, youth group, the fourth well, Sunday event? Is that? Well, that's, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, well, actually, what we're working with, what we're working on with Candy, um, Candy wants to get her on, she has a new radio show now. Okay. She she wants to get him on the radio show. And and who's who's listening to her radio show? Uh, about 600,000 people. So when you say 600,000 people, when I, I, I don't care about the numbers. Right. Who is the 600,000 people? Oh, uh, of course, it's it's a gospel audience. Okay, and that's that's what I'm talking about, bro. Right. That's what I'm talking about. It, right. It's, it's but, blowing my mind, bro. Because this is the, let me let me go ahead on and and because here's what happened also okay. during the stellar weekend, and you and I know about this. So okay. apparently, these people, okay, these people, you can call them <laughs> the powers that be or whatever you want to call them. For some reason. They have come up with this grand idea to do what they would call the Stellar Hip Hop Awards. Okay. Which, in in my opinion, is the most ridiculous thing ever. And here's why I say it's ridiculous, bro. I think that based on our conversation here, Mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, now you correct me if I'm wrong, we can, hey, listen, we've already decided we're going to agree to disagree. Right. Okay. In in my opinion, based on this conversation, what advancement does a hip-hopper have with the gospel world apart from just being exposed to people? I mean, let's let's be honest here, bro. Let's be honest here. Who's the the most... Who's who's consuming Christian hip-hop the most? And when I say consuming, and I'm talking about showing up to the concerts... Purchasing the CDs. <laughs> the people that go to the Dove Awards. Okay. <laughs> that being said, my friend, <laughs> what in the world can the Stellar Hip Hop Awards do for us? Because okay. here, and wait, let me, let me, because I can see what it does for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see what it does for them. Here's what I'm saying, bro. And what, and, and, well, let me let you answer. Chime in, bro, because I'm, I'm about to go off on a tangent here. Go ahead. Chime in. Tell me what it could do for us. All right. So 
here, here's where you and I differ. Although I do share a little bit of your sentiment, your sentiment, but I'm I'm coming at it. I'm looking at it from from different lenses. And here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. You go to the uh, you go to the doves, right? And the doves has their does has their category, and one of their categories is hip hop uh, recorded song of the year. Okay. Winner of that winner of that uh that award last year was Andy Minio. Let me ask you this question real quick. Uh-huh. When Andy Minio won that award, where were mm-hmm. well one, were you there at the Doves? No, I wasn't there at the Doves. Okay. How did you find out Andy Minio won that award? Did you watch the Doves? I got I got the feeds. Okay. Was he awarded that award on TV? No. Okay. And and I want to make a point with that. Okay? Because this, this is my main point, bro. And mm-hmm. this is what I mean by I see what it does for them. Let mm-hmm. me tell you the last time I went to the Dove Awards. The last time I went to the Dove Awards, bro, is when Lecrae won in the hip-hop category Best Hip-Hop Artist of the Year for um, Rehab Overdose. Okay. okay. They showed that on TV, bro. They you know why? Go ahead. You know you you, you know tell why? us why. You tell us why. You know why? You tell because us why. Lecrae was white hot then. You don't you don't not do that. That's my point. It did. What did it do for Lecrae to be on TV to win that award? It, I don't know what I don't know it what it did for Lecrae did, to be on. It did nothing. Okay. okay. What did it do so, for the Doves? Uh, nothing actually. No, no, bro. It made them a little bit more legit when it came to the hip hop category. But then the next year, it was back in the pre-show. Right. Listen, man. These people. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wait, these people. We listen. This is what I'm talking about, bro. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So let me. So so let's. let's it was let's, a let's listen, bro. Listen, listen, listen to your boy real, real quick. It was okay. a game, bro. You like people don't understand that that these people have been playing us, my G. And this is what I mean by that. And I'm not saying this based on something that I feel. This is something based on what I know. Bro, mm-hmm. these people literally used the status of Lecrae mm-hmm. to try to ele- Bro, they were racing. Who's going to get this guy on TV first? Okay? And they had him hosted next year at that. Bro, it's a game. And this is what I'm talking about. What is this Stellar Hip Hop Award thing going to do for us? The same thing that the Stellar Hip Hop Award does for all of us. Absolutely nothing. It does nothing. Okay. So, let me so let me let me ask you this. When the Grammys do their awards for the Christian categories at large, when do they do those? Hey, but but here's the thing. First of all, they only give away like what? Eight Three. awards on TV at best. Uh, so all still. those but all those <laughs> other awards are given out on the pre-show, which is still streamed on the internet. And they're All still, right. I mean, it's the Grammys, bro. Like, come on, bro. It's the Grammys. 
You can, I you can, that. whether you get that Grammy on TV or at the pre-show, it's the Grammys. I understand okay? that, but the Stellars do the same thing with their, they stream their pre-show on, online as well. Oh, that's, that's news to me. Oh yeah, they've been doing it for the last four years. But I've never seen them ever, bro, make a hoopla about the hip hop category. Never. Okay? No, they, 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 they never, they, but you, but to be fair, to be fair, um, uh, Hezekiah Walker had won a couple of awards this year on the pre-show. <laughs> on the pre-show, Tamala um, Man so, as well. Tamala Man, yeah. What she won? She won Female Vocalist of the Year on the pre-show. That's the pre-show worthy stuff. It's not. Right. The, it's not the main categories. So I understand that. But, but what? The, I'm, what? That's not my point. My point is, uh-huh. for too long, bro. For too long, okay. I feel like we have been treated, and when I say we, I'm talking about the Christian hip hoppers. Mm-hmm. We have been treated like the. Come on, man. L- listen, I just went back to the 2005 ballot. Who on that ballot is actually a legit hip hopper? Zero. <laughs> None of them. Okay. Well, Natalie Wilson had did have a hip hop. Oh, album. get out of here. <laughs> here. Here's what I'm saying. Look at this year. Okay. Uh-huh. This year. They had a hip-hop performance. Okay? Right. Now, this is what I'm talking about. Watch mm-hmm. this. Who was the hip-hop performance this year? It was Bizzle, Kenton Jones, and The Truth. Okay. When was the last time we saw a hip-hop performance at the Stellars? Uh, the year before. It was uh, Willie Moore Jr. Oh, come um, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. But it was still... They're still... Listen. They are still <laughs> hip-hop. Will... Willie Moore Jr. is still hip hop. Okay. Um, who was the other one? Um, Kenton Jones. Kenton Jones again. Go ahead. Who else? And Uncle Reese. Uncle Reese. Okay. He's urban Christian. It's a stretch. He, right. It's I a would, stretch. But I wouldn't call him hip hop. He He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's great at what he does. I wouldn't call him hip hop. Right. Okay. But he has that hip hop sound. Again, uh, not he has a difference. He, he he's a tweener. Okay, I yeah. would call guys like him, and even Willie Moore. I would call those guys tweeners. Right, they're not traditional gospel, but they're not all hip hop either. Right, so, I don't know if I would count that. I don't know if I. Would. But let, let's 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 rewind though. Uh huh. The last time we saw that 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 trio, mm-hmm. okay, was the Truth, Canton Jones Lecrae. again, and Lecrae. Right. So here's my thing. Even even the people that they gravitate towards, they still they use the same go to guys. Right. That's now, prob- that that's ridiculous to me. Now I had I have a theory about that. And what, what's your it's, theory? It's not, and I'm not making an excuse for them because they do need to step it up in this area. But I believe that the people that they have overseeing that aspect of it. They're not, they're not, they don't have any of us on that committee. So is, they're that, is that problematic at, to you, sir? That's, that's very problematic okay, to me. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. That's very problematic to me. So because, I, that, 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 I, I hate to cut you off, bro. Okay. How does that even happen? Let me tell you, bro. They, these people came down to North Carolina mm-hmm. a few years back. They invited me to be on this panel. The only reason why they invited me to be on the panel, bro. Listen, I'm not an idiot. All right. The only reason that they invited me to be on the panel because at the time 
I was DJing for Reach Records, for the, which right top Christian rap label, period, right now. Right. And after I got the panel, one of the guys who works for the Stellars, he's a top guy. I think he works mm-hmm. with their committee of membership or whatever. This guy gave me a complimentary membership because I'm mm-hmm. hip-hop, okay? And after I, I had conversations and, and more conversations, bro, I got burnt out with the conversations, bro. I got burnt out with the conversations. And I said, listen, man, <clears throat> you guys have got your mind made up. You know, you're, you're smiling in our faces. You're giving us complimentary awards. You're trying to butter us up in, in our faces. Then you go behind our backs because we're killing the game right now, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and you're getting us off of your charts. And now you want to come at us with your creation, your answer to, for, for the hip-hop guys who feel left out, which I, I don't blame the Stellars completely. I put some of this blame on the artists because I don't feel like we need to continue to push to find a space in gospel, in the gospel world, or the CCM world, for that matter. My thing is, well, my thing is crazy one, at what point are we going to realize the power that we have? Well, that's because they question. see it. They see it. That, we're that's we're a, money right now. The problem with that is the fact that we do see it ourselves, and the intentions behind what we do are not pure. Let me explain. Go ahead. We have we have had three different um, Christian hip hop awards, and and you know on our own. One Ooh. that direct, that you're purposely. Make, you're, you're about to make my stomach turn now. Go ahead, bro. I know because it's making because it makes mine turn. And one specifically that that purposely went head to head with the Stellars as a boycott, and they went under. This was WWE WCW within our music world. Okay, let's make something <laughs> clear though. Let's make something perfectly clear, bro. Yeah. Why did let's talk because you're talking about the Holy Hip Hop Awards. Yes. Which at one point, okay, in their heyday, was a amazing event, bro. Right. Okay. Let me tell you what killed that. Okay. Here's what killed the Holy Hip Hop Awards. It imploded from the inside out. And, and here's how it imploded. Somebody had the genius idea to just let anybody get up on the stage. Okay. People were, bro, it, it was insanity, bro. You would have guys who would get picked to perform at the Holy Hip Hop Awards. They would get off of work. They would spend money and drive to Atlanta. And, and they would be on the docket to do their five-minute performance somewhere between the hours of 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it would be like two or three people in the audience. And, and not only that, 90% of the artists that hit that stage were whack. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. So after, a pe- after time, bro, time goes on, it, it becomes diluted. It's, it's crap. That's what has happened to the majority of anything that has to do with Christian rap. Think about it. How many, yes. re- how many, how many record labels we got? Maybe four or five. Okay, really, we got two. You got Reach Records and Humble Beast. Everybody else don't count. Reflection? They, 
Listen to what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> you've got Reach Records and you've got Humble Beast. I'll give Reflection a half. After that, you got nothing. How many okay. how many websites we got? Uh, one now. You got one, okay? You got one website, okay? I got scolded because I didn't know who the one Christian hip-hop video guy was, okay? We've, we've become... How many... How many big name rappers we got? How many? One. Okay. That's my thing, bro. I, I look at guys, and I'm dropping names because I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at guys who I think are the future of the Christian hip-hop movement. Okay? Right. Now, notice what I said there. Christian hip-hop movement. Movement. Not genre because I don't believe that Christian hip-hop is a genre of music. I believe that Christian hip hop is hip hop. And I believe that it has it has a home waiting for it. But I look at this one particular guy by the name of Stephen Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I've been scoping this guy out for a couple of years now. Been watching him, been playing his music, supporting his situation. Dude is nice. Dude has a sound and a swag. That can rival the the Migos. That can rival any of these ridiculous commercial trash artists out there. Okay, right. where is this guy at right now, bro? What what is he doing right now? He's on tour, if I'm not mistaken. What kind of tour is he on, Mister Crazy? Stephen Malcolm. What what kind of tour is he on? Um, I've, I'm 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 I'm, get, I'm having a brain fart with with the. He's, uh, he's on Winter Jam. Okay. Yeah, Winter Jam. He's okay. on Winter Jam. Who who's it? Who's at Winter Jam, bro? Isn't Lecrae on Winter Jam? Lecrae's not on Winter Jam. Andy Minio's on Winter Jam. Andy right Minio, okay. But you've got. It was a reach guy. You've got you've got Malcolm doing Winter Jam. Mm-hmm. Bro, the Stellars are talking about doing a Stellar Hip Hop Award. How many of those people at Winter Jam do you think know about the Stellar Awards? Probably not many. I think, Probably not well, many. I, I would I would dis, I would disagree with that because. The Stellars, the Stellars has a wider base than, than what a, what a lot of most people think, and because they they do smart things, they get television deals, they get sponsorships, they get all the right things to to make it on national t- television, and even if you know it doesn't air live like the Grammys or the American Music Awards or anything like that, they still it has its initial showing on that on that first network, and then it makes its way through syndication. Do all the major networks um, I'm, I'm a, ABC. Yeah, I, those things are great. But I'm going to tell you what, bro. Again, I see this benefiting the Stellars more than our hip-hop guys. Well, let me tell you why it benefits the hip-hop guys. Go ahead. Because tell we didn't really get benefit, to that. Tell me why it benefits all right. them. All right. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, gives Christian hip-hop the respect it deserves on any level. Now I spoke about the I spoke about the, the, the awards that go on. There's a current award show going on um that, that's in that's actually, you know, still active. All right. Um and out since since we since we not caring and since we are the the Kingdom Choice Awards. Now the Kingdom Choice Awards um I've watched them for a few years and they had to take a year off for they they said it was for you know we got to re- rethink things or whatever but they try to name new presidents and then the presidents 
um, ended up not being the presidents no more, and somebody's supposed to be overseeing it. Matter of fact, I believe you had him on the show recently. Um, <laughs> and but then what? What I started to see was that this particular awards was either self-serving or butt kissing, just to get people to come to the awards. Now that's the and now. I was a person, I was a believer in this awards until I saw it with my own eyes. Because I was thinking, okay, this is a chance for us to finally have that award show that's just for us. You know, it was was the FUBU. It was for us, it was by us, and it was, boom, this is something that can help. And, you know, people would come from Cali and from all over the place. But the thing was, they would have this uh, you know, they would have their honoree award, you know, the person that you know is about to get an award, and then this person will win, like, two or three other awards in other categories on top of that honoree award that you got just because they were there. And, and this past this past year, there were people that won awards just because they were there against other deserving awards. You know, there's no, no reason why... Uh, you have a whole bunch of independent uh, guys that are that are you know grinding and doing their thing, and they get nominated for an award just to get beat out by some established award uh, established label guy because he came all the way from California or wherever he, where they came from. Well, I, you know I, what I'm I, I yeah, I'm, I'm you know I don't know. Have you ever been nominated for a Kingdom Choice Award? I've never been nominated for Kingdom Choice Award. I've been a nom- I've been nominated for eight stellars though. I was nominated for a. a- Kingdom Choice Award. I turned it down. But mm. here's here's the thing, bro. <sighs> Talk about the Stellars here. Okay? Because <laughs> one of the things, and, and this is going back to what I said, I feel like we have a home in hip-hop. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we got a house that's vacant, bro. Okay? Now, I'm saying this not based on speculation. I'm saying this because I'm there. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm witnessing, one, I'm going to these spots, and I'm playing our guys. And they're, mm-hmm. they're getting mad love from the Show Barakas to the Thizzles to the CJ Kings to the Stephen mm-hmm. Malcolms to whoever. I'm playing these guys, and people are like, yo, man, who are these dudes? Right. Like, this, is, this is good music. Now, let me make something clear because I, I want to make sure, and maybe this is where we kind of got off on, Rocky paths via, you know, the text messages or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I say home and hip hop, bro, let me make it clear. I am absolutely positively not talking about what's being played on the radio. Right. That is, that's not hip hop. Right. Okay. That is a commercialized machine. Yeah. That's a whole other story for another day. That's right. not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the true school hip hop. People who love to hear lyricism, people who enjoy to hear bars, people who enjoy the feel and what comes behind that music from the movement standpoint. Mm -hmm. This is what I truly believe, bro. I believe this with all my heart. I'm not talking about gospel music right now. I'm not talking about CCM right now. I'm not even talking about what we would consider as gospel rap or whatever. But I believe, bro, that Christian hip-hop music, okay, is the absolute purest form 
of hip hop that exists right now. Hands I agree down. with you. Hands down. I agree with you. And I believe that this pure form of hip hop is being yearned for by people who love hip hop music. I'm not talking about, I got nothing against the youth group stuff. I got nothing against the church world trying to finally embrace it. What I'm saying is there's a whole demographic that's out there waiting for what we have to offer. And we have, one of the things that you and I bumped heads on, okay, was our music being accepted into the hip-hop world. And, and I've told you that based on my experience, bro, they're waiting for it. They are literally, I know guys who went to South by Southwest. You ever been to South by Southwest? I've never, but I've heard a lot. Don't, don't go if you're going to, and I, I don't care if they listen to the show. If you're going to the Kingdom Experience, bro, don't go for that. Okay? Because let me tell you about the Kingdom Experience. And what I'm about to say is factual. Granted, mm-hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Let me, let me say this because I don't want to bury them. I don't want people to think that's what I'm about to do. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. I do believe that there are people who come to that event and they do get ministered to. Okay? Right. Let me preface that. All right? But let me tell you, bro, when I watched the Kingdom Experience at South by Southwest, and this is my problem with Christian hip-hop across the board right now. When I watched that showcase, bro, do you know what I saw? In the, one, they're at a church. Mm-hmm. It's like 15 minutes, 15 miles away from where South by, from Southwest, where South is by Southwest is happening. Right. Okay? So you're not even engaging with the culture. Okay? Right. You're not even engaging with the event, the overall event. Then I look in the audience and I see a bunch of kids. Nothing wrong with the kids being there. Give the kids something. But golly, bro, I'm watching dudes who have traveled from New York to Texas, and they're performing mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of kids. Right. That, that, that's, that's ridiculous to me, bro. But I know other guys. I know Christian rappers, bro, who went to South by Southwest. Didn't go anywhere near any of those Christian events. Mm-hmm. Went to those hip-hop stages and killed it. Right. And in their music, in their acapella pieces, they're talking about Jesus from start to finish. Okay. And the, the people are loving it. I've mm-hmm. done events where I would do a DJ set. I've done DJ battles, bro, where I would kill a dude. And in my set, I've got a gospel presentation. And people hmm. will come up to me after the show with their drinks in their hand. Dude, you talking some good stuff, bro. That's good. I like that positive vibe. I like this. Matter of fact, let's connect. I, want, I got some questions. You feel me? So I'm just right. like, that's what I'm talking about. Why are we, these people with the Stellars, thanks but no freaking thanks. That's what I say to them. Well, see, okay? here, now, now this I don't is wanna, where... I don't want to be a pawn in their little game of chess any well, longer. Well, this is... This... So there you guys have it, man. That's my man, Crazy One. Um, and shout out to Crazy One for joining me on the show. He's got a lot of great things. That's had... The guy is busy. He's doing a lot. C1 Radio, C1 um, TV. Um, all that good stuff. He's doing a great thing over there. I commend the brother for, for the work that he's doing. Even if we don't agree on everything, the brother's putting in the work, all right? That's what it is. 
Uh, part two of this interview is actually going to be the top of next week. And so you'll hear the conclusion. Um, it does get a little bit of heated. It does get heated a little bit, you know, just a little bit. So you definitely want to stay tuned to, to catch all the drama. All right. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the one website. I never call out their name, but just in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you'll know them because I call them TM Zilla. All right. You instantly know who I'm talking about. Let me tell you what these guys did on April Fool's. All right. They, they do classic clickbait. And they come up with the only April Fool. They've done this several years in a row now. Where they come up with a classic or non so not so classic April Fool's routine. Where they have to name somebody who's a part of the Reach Records label to get the views that they want and get the traffic that they want to get their April Fool's joke over. So they use Lecrae in, in one of the April Fool's jokes. And I... And I and I was gonna go, I was gonna troll them, you know. I was gonna go on their feed and and troll them for making that crap, cheesy, clickbait joke using Reach Records. But I decided so I'm gonna use my own timeline. I'm not gonna troll them, but I'm gonna call them out. So I tweet and I say, so the one web. This is what I say. I say, so the one website in in Chh put up their traditional Lecrae April Fool's post, shaking my head. I guess Lecrae is the only one who can get those clicks. Hashtag, who's the real April Fool? And I got a lot of people laughing and joking about the, the, the comment. But one of the guys from the one website decided he wanted to, to chime in. And, and he goes on and says, you tell those guys, and he uses my government name. Who, who the heck are these guys? That they, they think that they can use my government name. You guys don't know me like that. Okay? You don't. And I tell him, I said, and I, and I reply, I say, I bet you're the culprit. And he says to me, want some cheese with your wine? And I laugh and I say, no wine over here. I'm sober and hip to the game. You see, folks, I get it. I understand that the one website can't really get the traffic that they want without reporting on anything to do with Reach Records or Lecrae. That's how they get their traffic. They get their traffic up, and then they charge the young up-and-coming guys an arm and a leg to get on the website to get their music over, which really isn't getting their music over. Because the smart guy says, man, they're getting so many guys, so many people's music on their website, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Anybody can get on there. If, the price, if you got the money to pay, of course you can get on there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a series of of, of, of commercials that I'm going to start playing here on my show to troll the one website. That's what I'm going to do. I'm becoming a professional troller. All right. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to educate. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this show and you're an artist out there, before you go spend your money on the one website, do yourself a favor. Okay. Do yourself a favor. Send your music to me. Music at djpdog.com. And I've got a show just for you. It's called Slam It or Jam It. All right? And on this show, myself and my two colleagues, we critique your music, strip it down to nothing from top to bottom and let you know whether it's good or not. Send your music to me. Let it get through Slam It or Jam It first. And then make a decision if you're going to spend the money 
on what you're really doing, most of you guys, is just spending the money to expose how crap you are. That's what you're doing. All right? I'm giving you a chance to do that for free on my show. You don't have to spend any money. All right? Spend a little time, send me your music, and I'll critique it and review it. If it passes the test of the Slam of the Jamming Crew, by all means, spend whatever money you need to spend it on to get your song over. But don't spend your money on the one website if you don't clearly know if your song is good enough to even be masked, broadcasted in front of a, an, an audience. Don't spend money to do that. I'm allowing you a chance to do it for free. Music at DJPDog.com. Send it to me. We'll give you an honest critique. We'll let you know if we should slam it or jam it. And we hold no punches. Because guess what the one website ain't going to do? They ain't going to tell you that your song is cracked. The only thing they care about is that your money is good. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. That's all I got for you guys. Coming up next here on the In The Mix Radio Network, we got the In The Mix Classic, all right? That's where I bring you guys a mix that I've done on the turntables, all right? And this episode, I'm going to bring you guys my very first mixtape, just another mixtape. That's what I'm bringing you guys on the next episode here on the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. So stay tuned for that. A lot of great things that are happening. Great things are happening here on the In The Mix Radio Network. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DJ P-Dog. Check out my website, djpdog.com. And we'll see you guys next time. All right? One love. Peace. Bad days, I suppose. Too much for me to remember. Let me back up. Now I can see the whole picture You made something out of nothing Nothing You made something out of nothing Nothing P-Dog stands for Perry Depends on God's Grace Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter At DJ P-Dog That's DJ P-D-O-G-G Or www.djpdog.com I'm going to holler at you guys later. One love. Peace.